Hello, and welcome to What is X? I'm your regular host, Justin E.H. Smith, and this is a podcast for The Point magazine. As many listeners will know, on each episode, I have on a guest who is an expert in some given field, and we talk about uh, the, the X for the day, where it's usually some kind of important philosophical concept or something that people have been arguing about for the past several millennia and have had trouble coming up with a solid definition. So today we're going to be talking about a very important concept, a very important X, namely friendship. And my guest today is S. Abbas Raza, whose authority on the subject consists namely in the fact that he is my friend. In fact, he's one of my oldest friends. Uh, I don't quite remember how long we've known each other, but maybe we can figure that out. So welcome, Abbas. Thanks for having me, Justin. Pleasure to be here. It's great to see you again, my old friend. Uh, do you remember when we met? It must have been 1994. I imagine so. I don't remember uh, the first time, the particular circumstances of our meeting. Mm -hmm. uh, is 94 when you joined the Columbia Philosophy Department? Yeah, that's how I know. It, it was my first semester there, and I think okay, you were one so year ahead of me. you were a year behind me. me. I came in 93. Yeah. Then in 94, I uh, got to know you as uh, one of the batch of new graduate students, and yeah. somehow found each other interesting in some way, I guess, because yeah. I became quite close to you quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had an apartment on 106th Street, on Duke Ellington Street, right? That's right, Duke Ellington Boulevard. Duke Ellington Boulevard, yeah. And there were many evenings at your place. But probably what's weird, and this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, is probably there weren't as many evenings as I now imagine there were, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> there were probably, I don't know, five, six, over the course of 1994, 95, maybe even fewer. It wasn't this constant hanging out sort of thing. But nonetheless, thinking back, it's like hanging out with you defines that era, right? I mean, you uh, were hanging yeah, out with all sorts I, of people. I also would have thought uh, there were more than four or five occasions. When I mean, there could have been my, more. We, we also hung out, of course, in other places. And yeah. And the department and yeah. uh, sometimes at Indian Cafe. And right, right, the Indian Cafe. Yeah, places. that was, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, in uh, Berlin, in Berlin as well. Um, there was, that a, was uh, by the way, I'll, uh, <laughs> this just as we're speaking. I mean, I'll I'll let you introduce the subject of friendship in, mm. in a moment in the way that you want. But mm. something that came to my mind uh, immediately as you asked me about uh, when I first met you is that as a Pakistani, mm. when I came to the United States, I found it uh, at least for a while difficult to become friends with white American men. Mm. And at the time, 
I'm not completely sure if this is right mm. or if I, it was a mistaken impression now. But at that time, I thought that it's true that there was a distinct difference between friendships the way I had experienced them in mm. Pakistan with other men, mm. uh, heterosexual men, mm. uh, could be more more open, more sensitive, talk about a wide range of subjects, what yeah. is troubling them and things like that, which I found that there was maybe a kind of uh, fear of appearing not heterosexual. This was only in heterosexual white American men that I right, noticed. Right, right, yeah. yeah phenomenon. A particular yeah. anxiety there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was uh, any, you know, you had to, keep up a slightly macho sort of attitude yeah. and mostly talk about sports or yeah. uh, sex or attempts at uh, procuring sex or yeah. uh, things that fit into that macho image uh, yeah. of heterosexual men. And that made friendships not so rewarding. What I wanted to say yeah. is that that's, I think one of the main reasons that I enjoyed being friends with you, despite your being a white American man, <laughs> you, I, I immediately felt that you didn't have any of these uh, hangups oh, about yes. uh, being close to other men. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Being yeah. able to talk about things that are troubling you. Interesting. Or uh, things of that sort. Yeah. Uh, appearing, appearing weak. Uh, right, right. No, I'm good at appearing weak. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's that's one of my fields of expertise. <laughs> well, so am I, I guess, uh, because we, we kind of hit it off right away. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I mean, you're you're actually jumping to one of the things I I, I had already wanted to talk about, but I was going to save it to the end. But you okay. you you brought it out at the beginning, so I might as well cover it now. And that uh -huh. is the cultural distinctness of friendship. And I thought back, this might be just kind of too uh, crude to bring up, but you remember this meme that was circulating in 2015 uh, of the, the, the Pakistani guy whose name, it turns out, is Asif Raza, um, where okay. he says, you, I, I'm sure you saw it at the time. It says, oh, okay. friendship ended with Mudasir. Now Salman is my friend. And it shows two <laughs> pictures of Mudasir. And he's been crossed out. And he's there like hugging Salman. <laughs> um, you never saw that? I never saw that. No. It's hilarious because it immediately, it's kind of like, Chris Rock and Will Smith, it immediately started circulating in like a million different variations. Um, and uh, uh, I, I looked it up today in you know, my uh, very serious studies in preparation for talking to you. And I read that last year it was sold as an NFT for $51,000. <laughs> um, but, uh, but long before that, in the, in the old days of 2015, it was very touching that, you know, this guy, Asif, felt so 
serious about friendship that he had to announce to the internet that he'd ended his friendship with Budasir and started a friendship with Salman. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, that is something like, even if you tell me that I'm atypical for white American men as regards uh -huh. friendship, um, it still does stand out to me as an example of um, something that might be distinctive about Pakistani expressions of male heterosexual friendship, or maybe it's a broader than Pakistan something, you know, uh, at a transnational level. But yes, that as you're speaking, I'm thinking that uh, one of uh, the characteristics of Pakistani society uh, that may make uh, the expression of affection and intimacy with other heterosexuals, a heterosexual men, uh, I can't speak for how it is for women, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I suspect it's similar, is that the uh, sexes are quite segregated in yeah. society. Right. In, in public anyway, and in private as well, to some degree. Uh, yeah. It's not usual to hang out with large numbers of people of the opposite sex who yeah. are not your family. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so what you have available is a bunch of other men, and they're the ones you can talk to. And right. so if you're not right. going to be... Uh, intimate with them and open with them, then you really have no outlet at all for uh, exchanging uh, that kind of uh, emotional uh, whatever yeah, right. it is. Right, right, right. Doing right. In, in those situations. So, I mean, it's not unusual in Pakistan, for example, or it wasn't when I was growing up there. I don't know what it's like now. I haven't been there in a few years. Um, it wasn't unusual to see two men holding hands walking yeah. down the street, and that was—they uh, were not uh, presumed to be homosexual men, right. uh, and they usually were not. Yeah, and you really, you really get a, a feeling of that in the um, in the the Mudassir versus Salman meme from 2015. That this is a sincere expression of a category of relationship that just doesn't exist in uh, American culture, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm um, sure that there are there are exceptions in America, and mm. I, I have known them, and I, mm. I have named you as yeah, well. right, 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 yeah, yeah. Already. Well, maybe yeah. That's why that's why we hit it off because I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there's definitely a tendency that I noticed early on for uh, men to not be very open around each other. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, of course. Yeah, that's a that's a familiar problem in American culture. But you know, I, I when I introduced you, I, I jokingly said that your your uh, expertise in friendship uh, consists in the fact that you're my friend, um, and I was joking because. One of the things that struck me back in 1994 uh, is that um, you were like literally an expert in having friends, right? That's how you came across <laughs> to me. Um, you were extremely gregarious, 
so you seem to me, and we're able to kind of have a cohort, like a pack of people around you with nicknames and, you know, this whole kind of like successful social life that was built on like these real bonds with people who sometimes came and went, but they all had their place, right? And I just found that that's so... um, so remarkable, so rare, something like I'd never, I'd never been able to achieve before, right? Do you see yourself that way? Like an expert in that? I must, I must admit that I can't deny that. I mm. do make friends easily. Mm. And um, I was a shy child, mm. but from my teenage years onwards, um, somehow I developed... Uh, this what you've called gregariousness, I suppose, is not a bad description. My wife makes fun of me uh, in various ways, one of which is uh, about this subject. One of which is if I return from a trip, as I did, uh, I went to Finland uh, about a month ago. And when I came back, she said, so tell me the life stories of the people who were sitting <laughs> next to you on the plane. <laughs> she knows that I'll always talk. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. Taking a plane ride somewhere, I almost always somehow get to know the See, people sitting next to me quite well. I'm in, yeah. I don't try to open these conversations with people. Huh. I'm often I'm approached uh, by them. I'm I'm very uh, aware of the fact that uh, I can be a chatterbox sometimes, and so I don't want to disturb people and somebody on a flight and if. Uh, mm. I don't want to, you know, be the annoying guy who says, hey, so where you from, <laughs> dude? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it just I, happens naturally. Despite, despite this, people will ask me some question. Uh, maybe it's because I always wear a tie and a jacket on, on a plane and so right. uh, overdressed for... <laughs> the, for the economy light or whatever shitty class I'm sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, you, I, I recall, by the way, you, um, I, I can disclose your location. You are for many years now, a resident of South Tyrol, which is to say Northern Italy, the German speaking part of Italy. Uh, and when I've visited you there on a few occasions, uh, or at least early on, I recall that you had befriended the guy from the bottle shop um, and um, from various other, uh, you know, convenience stores and so on. Yes, my wife calls them my geschäfts Pointer. <laughs> oh, your geschäfts pointer. Um, and that you had had them over to your place. So you you cross class lines, you cr- cross lines of, you know, pr- professional paths and, and wildly different background experiences. And honestly, I'm terrible at that. Like, I never do that. I keep to myself. I never talk to my neighbor on the plane. I'm always extremely... I hope I hope I'm polite, but I'm always extremely 
Like, I just got to get out of here. I don't want to interact. <laughs> and so, like, I mean that. You're like a you're like an expert in friendship. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think it might just be my insatiable need for attention and for people <laughs> for more and more people to like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see this? Um, I, you... I'm sure it's the sign of some deep neurosis. <laughs> in any case, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. But mine's mine's a deep neurosis too, right? Because um, I don't I don't like. If I have a choice between the, the the cashier and the automated checkout, I'll go to the automated checkout to avoid the human experience. I just don't want it. Um, and obviously, as you can attest, it's not that I don't like people. It's just like, you know, somehow it's like just overwhelming for me. It's it's too much. Right. Um, and so I keep it I keep it to a minimum. But, you know. The thing about it is that uh, you say I have uh, made a lot of friends here, but in fact, I've kept my circle of friendship uh, deliberately small in the Sud Tirol uh, because one of the things that had happened to me in my last years in Manhattan, I spent 14 years there before moving to the South Tyrol. One of the things that had happened to me is that I got to know too many people yeah. and the, the social life became a sort of burden yeah. and uh, an annoyance at times uh, in a way that was uh, sort of uh, oppressive uh, because I'm very bad at saying no to people and uh, I feel obliged to, if it's someone's birthday, mm. they call me and say, you know, you, you have to come uh, and then I feel like I can't let them down. And mm. except this would happen if you know too many people in one uh, concentrated area. Yeah. Then it just sometimes happens too often and you don't have time to yourself or enough quiet time. And uh, yeah. So uh, my life has changed. I have um, fewer friends. Perhaps I'm less of an expert in friendship than you <laughs> well, making me out to be. <laughs> well, you you had some early, um, early intense training in the field, <laughs> let's say. Um, well, Manhattan but, is very easy to uh, develop social circles and build. There are a lot of interesting people. It's uh, very densely concentrated. Uh, you don't have to travel far to meet people. It's very easy. Mm. You don't have to drive. You... And then we, uh, you and I were both living in uh, either Morningside Heights or the Upper West Side, uh, which is uh, around the area around Columbia University, where mm. we all had a, a bunch of friends. And one of mm. the funny things about New York City, as I'm sure you noticed, is that it has a paradoxically small town feel. Yeah. Because you don't... Uh, get into a car in your garage and then drive five miles away right, to right, the grocery yeah. store, yeah. which you do pretty much everywhere else in America. Right. Instead, you come out of your apartment and walk yeah. to the grocery store, and so you run across the same neighbors every yeah. day. You get yeah. to know the people on your block, in the next block, in the restaurants and the businesses in your area. Yeah. So that, that also uh, is a way of making it easier to be, uh, to be friends. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paris is like that too, of course, where I'm based, but, um, 
I don't I, I don't experience the world around me in that way anymore. If I ever did, um, again, I'm I'm rather I'm rather withdrawn, and in many respects, might as well be in a small town um, <laughs> like you are now, right? You're in a relatively right. small town. Um, let me uh, change a, a little bit to something else. I, w- I, I, I associate you with friendship, not just because you're my friend, but also because you have friends. But I also associate you with a certain, sounds funny to put it this way, a certain kind of family values, right? I remember you once saying that uh, uh, at, the end of, at the end of it all, the only people you can really count on are your sisters, right? And you, you said <laughs> sisters in spe- is specifically, I think, in contrast with siblings, right? <laughs> I don't recall, maybe you said siblings, I recall it as sisters, but the point is that, you know, partners can leave you, parents will die, um, friends come and go, and um, and in the end, the only the only really solid ground you're on is with the people you uh, are both related to by blood with, and you spend your whole life as you know more or less coevals with. But you're very close to your siblings, and how does that work in relation to friendship? That's what I'm wondering. Like, what's different there? Yeah. Um... That's a very interesting question. And as I think about it, what I'm thinking is that in the West, Mm -hmm. I've always felt that friendship uh, is highly overrated. It's it's sort of this ultimate good Mm -hmm. uh, thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The best compliment one can pay to one's spouse is that they are your best friend. Yeah, yeah. For example, or uh, nowadays it's even more ridiculous. Parents are trying to be uh, best friends with their children. Yeah, but they also go on dates with their children. I mean, Americans are just (laughs) are just distorting everything. I mean, this seems to me. I haven't thought about it before, but just thinking about it now, it seems an obvious consequence of the breakdown of the extended family yeah. in the West. And mm. uh, even in recent decades uh, or even longer of the nuclear family, mm. so even that no longer can be relied on as a stable social structure that mm. you know, the divorce rates, uh, the majority of marriages end in divorce. And so, mm. on. So, um, so I think people have, built friend friendship up into the ultimate ideal of human relationships mm. in in some ways that I'm not used to from the culture I grew up in. Yeah. Where as you're pointing out, family came first and and even uh, a, a large clan of extended uh, relatives, uh, mm. cousins and second cousins and nieces and nephews, and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, of course, this is uh, reflected in uh, even our language that Urdu has very precise words for every uh, relationship. Yeah. English sort of just lumps together into categories like uncle or yeah nobody knows what a second cousin thrice removed is right 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 yeah even in in, in people who are native speakers of the 
language and the, these kinds of phrases occur don't know what they mean. Right, right, right. Uh, right. But in, in Urdu, I mean, you have, uh, for example, Margit's, uh, my wife's name is Margit, her sister's husband, and I have a relationship which has a Some name. name. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Incredible. That would be sort of uh, inconceivable in English. But yeah, yeah just to carry on, if, if I may, for a moment with this mm-hmm. idea that uh, friend, it, it reminds me of... Uh, just the way love is, has become mm. an mm. overrated thing as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, who can deny that it's a good thing? So you can't sort of go against the exaggerations of its importance right. to take place. Right. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, you can't say, don't be silly that, uh, when somebody is uh, extolling the great virtues of love. Uh, right. It's become this sort of catch-all term for a number of different things that are good in human life mm. but in excess can also be not so good in yeah life. yeah and friendship yeah. is like that too mm. that uh, you know as i already confessed i felt that i got to know too many people in yeah. new york i wasn't going to try to i was going to try to not repeat that yeah. history, uh when moving to a new place uh, because yes, if if uh, friendship were an unquestioned and unmitigated good, mm. and the the maximum number of friends you could have, there would be no limit to its goodness as your number of friends keep increasing. Right, right, it's right. Not right. like that. Right, I mean, right. You have only so much time and so many right. resources. Right. Both emotional and attentional you start becoming a bad friend to people if you right. have to be friends. Right, 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 right. So yeah. I, I, I think that there, there is definitely a cultural difference. Yeah. I'm not so sure that uh, the Pakistani attitude is much better. Mm, yeah. Because the reliance on family has its own, an extended family brings its own... Uh, annoyances and irritations and, yeah, uh, yeah 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 and, uh, yeah yeah and uh, and as they say at least you can choose your friends you can right your right right so, but as as for yeah. this the 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 experience of friends becoming a drain when there are too many of them or when it just mm-hmm. you start having to constantly plan to meet up with the whole roster of people i mean one thing I think about sometimes is when I look at the very small list of my true old friends, um, which includes you, uh, I think, well, what distinguishes these people is that I don't have to talk to them, right? Um, I don't have to make any effort at all because it's already kind of like a done deal, right? Do you do you think that's fair or am I just being a bad friend? <laughs> um no, I think it's uh, it's fair. The understanding behind that, I think, is that for something important, if these close friends needed you, uh, for example, they were in uh, driven to uh, grief by the death of uh, a family member or something like that who needed to talk mm. to or wanted to talk to, mm. uh, then you would be obliged to mm. yeah. 
uh, in some way to make some time for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yes, there's no need to talk uh, because there's an understanding that if there is uh, an important need... Right, yeah. You you will present yourself... Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, in yeah. In some way. yeah. But yeah, there's there's a whole other category of people though, like you know, people I know here in Paris. If I get an invitation to a dinner, I think, okay, uh, I I missed the last two. If I miss this one, then that person's just going to fall off the radar, and that's it, right? Um, and uh, most people in my life are like that, right? Um, not many people are in that more kind of solid category where they have, so to speak, they have tenure, right? Right. Well, I, I can think of more distinctions than just solid and not solid. Of course, there's a spectrum there mm-hmm. uh, where it, it really is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people who I could loosely call friends uh, who I would not allow to make any demands on my time. <laughs> These are, for example, my Geschäftsfreunder, my yeah, yeah, among, yeah. Among <laughs> that, or, or most of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, there's also different kinds of friends. Uh, mm. There are not just, uh, even amongst my oldest friends, there are friends I have for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is yeah. something attractive ab- about uh, one friend, which is very different from what uh, attracts me into a friendship with another person. For example, one of my friends... Uh, is just very, very funny. Mm. Uh, in a, he just makes me laugh. That's really the basis of our friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, he can make me laugh. Whereas uh, another friend, I might find even uh, somewhat boring mm-hmm. uh, to talk mm-hmm. to or is not very funny. Yeah. Uh, even worse, maybe doesn't laugh at my jokes. Even. Yeah, right. Well, that's inexcusable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they are devoted to you in some other way or reliable in some other way. Uh, if I needed uh, uh, some of money in, uh, immediately, I might go to that person and say, could you lend me X number mm. of uh, euros and mm-hmm. i expect they would say yes because mm-hmm. that's the kind of person they are and mm-hmm. it's good to have that kind of person mm-hmm. some of those kind of people in your camp it's mm-hmm. i'm not saying that i make uh, deliberate calculations all the time <laughs> thinking right. well i need to keep three of these kinds of friends and five right, that's right, the right. kind yeah um, but you know you somehow instinctively and intuitively collect the kinds of friends you need. Mm. Uh, If I thought about it more and I had time, I could probably identify a bunch of other characteristics. Yeah. Funny and being able to give me money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a pretty important one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It it has been in my life, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, no. You're absolutely right, though. That um, that it's hard to it's hard to kind of it's not just a matter of like degrees of intensity. It's also just completely different kinds. There's a whole 
there's a whole taxonomy of different kinds of friend. Yeah. You know, uh, but back to family for a second um, uh, uh-huh. and the difference with family, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, the, the uh, early 20th century English uh, biologist, J.B.S. Haldane, the yes, kind of, of very, very biting writer as well, kind of like an uh, early Richard Dawkins or, you know, there's kind of a <laughs> right. continuity in that kind of style of public God's figure scientist. Uh, fondness for Beatles and all Exactly. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so he has this wonderful line when uh, supposedly someone asked him, you probably know this, uh, would you um, would you die for your brother? And he says, no, but I would for I, two, I bro- know you know, so I would for <laughs> yeah. two brothers or eight cousins. <laughs> That's <laughs> that, right. That is just the most beautiful line because it like actually like calculates the degree of commitment yes. one yeah. has based on proximity of, of kinship, of genetic right. proximity. The, 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 the kin <laughs> altruism uh, work done by... Yeah, Hamilton and Williams and so on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But I was thinking about that because in a sense, it's like, uh, you know, you really can't do that with friendship, right? Like, you know, you can't calculate like, okay, um, you know, even if you have a taxonomy of different kinds of friends, you can't say, okay, the 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 ones who make me laugh, are, I, would, I would give my life for two of them. The ones who give me money, I would give, me, yes, give my life for two right? There's a nice and neat uh, calculation of relatedness based on uh, what alleles you share with your <laughs> blood relatives. So you are 50% related to your parents, your siblings, mm. and your children, 25% to your nieces and nephews, uh, 12.5% to your first cousins, and so on. You can mm. calculate uh, the percentage down. Right. Which is what uh, J.B.S. Haldane did to make that statement. Mm. Uh, And uh, animals apparently will instinctively sometimes do this uh, where a cat will not uh, go into a burning house to save one kitten, but Mm. to save uh, two or three. (laughs) Right, right. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. (laughs) But... but, uh, yeah, I, I I suppose, but we should invent uh, such a thing for friendship also, some formula based on some parameters. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think it would be very useful. <laughs> it would be useful to me anyway. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to get rid of some friends. How, which Facebook friends to get rid of? <laughs> right, well, Facebook makes it easier, right? Because it has it all like visual. Ten of these or three of these. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, in a way, Facebook gives you the kind of formalized schema that um, that makes this kind of ruthless gesture possible. Um but yeah, I mean that's you know my opinion there. I, I I that's 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 just you know using friend in a homonymous way, right? That's really not friendship. But um, yeah, I picture yeah carrying a little you know uh, tablet of uh, you know calculation that you could consult when you have to decide whether to save the people <laughs> at a in a burning building <laughs> how close they are to you and your friendship. But um, and and then there's the the 
undergraduate uh, freshman question, much debated, at least when I was a freshman, whether it's possible to be friends with somebody that you're sexually attracted to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we're getting back to the the, the fumbling fumbling of categories as well again once again yeah what is what is your view on this on this fraught question I, I haven't thought about it in about 30 years <laughs> but yeah so, I think um, I stopped thinking uh by sophomore year <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah but, it, uh, it what, it's, what what would one think about this uh yes of course it's possible <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, but again, I mean, to me, it does kind of sound like um, the the mash of important conceptual distinctions that uh, Americans have made, you know, when when um, uh, uh, fathers go on dates with their daughters um, and um, and you become friends with your children. And, you know, I think in a traditional culture, uh, the answer would be no, you can't be friends with someone you're sexually attracted to because that's a different category. And, you know, it's a it's there's a, all sorts of limitations that pop up um, because this person can't be your confidant because you are uh, necessarily scheming and strategizing and pursuing the the ars amatoria, as Ovid called it, <laughs> right? Um, and yes. so it's it's just impossible. I don't have an opinion on this question. It's a it's a moot point as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's a, it's a, this is an interesting moment to uh, get to the heart of this uh, kind of conflation of categories that we have uh-huh. both seen in American culture, um, maybe in French culture too, I'm not certain. Uh, But you think about, you know, the expectations say in a romantic or intimate partnership, uh, one is expected to work on it, right? Whereas uh, one would not work on a friendship, but maybe, you know, to to have to work on it means it's one of those less secure or maybe more distant kinds of friendship, the ones that are about to get get axed on Facebook, (laughs) right? Um, Typically, you don't have to work on friendship. Isn't that right? Ideally, yes, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, old friendships uh, do go through difficulties. We, we have fights with close mm-hmm. friends and we sometimes don't speak uh, because of that for a while. Mm-hmm. And somebody or the other does do some work in putting it back together successfully, successfully or not uh, sometimes. Mm, it's not... Uh, completely analogous. The thing with relationships is that the thing with family and uh, certain relationships, at least, uh, is that they're very hard to get away from. Right. So, for example, if I have a fight, even with my with my sister, let's say, mm. uh, well, the rest of my siblings have not had a fight uh, with her. Right. So maybe I'm not on speaking terms with her anymore, but I'm going to see her at uh, Thanksgiving or some other family reunion or something like this. So there is an imperative to work that out in a way that there isn't with right, uh, right, with right, friends. right. Um, yeah. But 
but one does work nevertheless on friendships and uh i've had to certainly yeah uh, yeah maybe i'm exaggerating the distinction yeah which makes me think just before i forget of one other uh a distinction i would like to make which is uh not just close uh and not so close friends but uh old and new friends yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there uh you may like somebody a new friend you make uh as much as uh, and uh, a person you have known as we have known each other for example for mm-hmm. i don't know 30 years mm. um but it's very different mm. uh, i say this because as we we're talking i thought that my closest friend here for the last 13 years since mm. i moved to the city hall uh uh was georg i oh, was yeah. at him uh-huh. when you were here mm-hmm. um and last year he moved to vienna uh-huh. and uh i was uh, you know saddened by this a little bit and feeling a, a little bit alone uh and my wife asked me if i was going to try to replace him with somebody else that i mm. would make uh, uh, either promote one of my other friends to to a, <laughs> to a closer to one of my closest friends status <laughs> the throne or, has been vacated yeah <laughs> <laughs> or make a new friend who, uh, who is seemingly like georg in some way i'm not mm. even sure what that would mean but uh i said you know my response was that it's not possible to replace a friend uh, a very close friend you've spent a lot of time uh hanging out with and having experiences with for 13 years with somebody new no right. matter how much you like the new person yeah right right they, they can't know you that well the yeah. nice about an old friend as opposed to a new one is the familiarity they know you they know you well enough to know your weaknesses the things that you're really terrible about uh yeah your your bad sides as well as your good sides yeah and uh they they sort of know how to handle those things mm. uh, to make the relationship or the friendship function Mm-hmm. in some way and the fact that it's gone on for a long time means that you know they're successful at it right or you you have gotten some sense of what they're like and with a new person no matter how attractive they may be that uh thing is just not present yeah so right 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 different uh, having so there's something to be said there's an automatic uh uh privileging in my mind of older friendship yeah right 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 so, right they they rise in status as they as they as yes, they age exactly. yeah yeah so yeah. Ha- ha- have you have you moved towards replacing georg yet <laughs> <laughs> i have not I no have candidates not. <laughs> i've replaced him with tennis oh yeah This, okay yeah the time i used to spend hanging out with him once or twice a week I now play tennis with uh, various different partners. Yeah. And that is the thing I look forward to doing 
yeah. uh, that has replaced my looking forward to hanging out with Georg. <laughs> and it doesn't matter who the partner is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, so Dennis yeah. has been his replacement. Would you would you be willing to play with a an automated ball uh, shooter or a robot, um, or is there no, a human? Because part of the pleasure is the social aspect of right, it. right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, we 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 have a drink afterwards. Yeah, and, uh, that sort of thing. But yeah, uh, uh, a machine that could have a drink and sort of talk to me about it. <laughs> at least the weather. <laughs> I mean, there must be machines right. that can at least we're, carry on yeah. a conversation about the weather. We're, we're uh, getting we're right getting now. pretty close, yeah, to like, to having <laughs> robot friends. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, in my very serious research in preparation for this, I googled um, uh, uh, you know uh, websites like uh, great quotes about friendship from wise people. <laughs> Um, and, and they're hilarious because you know they're like ninety percent of them are misattributed. Give me one. <laughs> oh well, I mean one that kept coming up, variously attributed to uh, Epictetus, to Aristotle, to Confucius, <laughs> to Einstein, all sorts of Lincoln, <laughs> all sorts of different people was um, the usual suspects. <laughs> yeah, if you can't figure out who said it, just say Abraham Lincoln. You're pretty safe. There. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so it was like um, uh, a friend, a friendship, a friendship is uh, the same soul in two different bodies. And I thought, that's weird. Oh um, that's, that's not a clone. Yeah, yeah, that's a clone. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, and that kept coming up. Um, what else struck me? Um, a lot of them, especially from the sites that, that focus on Stoics, um, emphasize um, you know, the distinction between fair weather friends and true friends, uh, one who seeks friendship for favorable occasions, strips it all of its nobility, Seneca. But, you know, are you... This this reminds me of one of my um, uh, (laughs) most hated phrases, which is unconditional love. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so ridiculous. What does this mean? I unconditionally love this person. Like, if they murdered and raped people, I would still love them. Like, my love is greater than anything. Right, right. You know, I don't have unconditional love for anyone. It's completely conditioned on their behaving a certain way. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. It's the same with this fair weather friends, uh, true friends distinction. It's like there are no true friends. There are friends to varying degrees. And sometimes you may need something from them and they may say no. (laughs) Like money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculously simplistic. Yeah. 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 It's, it's easy to say in the, in the abstract. Um, Yeah. So, wow. We're, I mean, we're, 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 um, we're coming towards the end here. The time has been flying by. Um, uh, I don't, I don't think we're going to come to, Basically, uh, uh, so a friend is someone who will give you money <laughs> uh, or uh, perform various other services <laughs> depending on your needs at the time. Um, how's that for a definition? Um, uh, mm, well, various other needs is too big. <laughs> um, I think we should spell all the needs out. Uh, 
somebody who's fun to be with, who can make you laugh, who you can talk to, who can cheer you up if you're sad, mm. all of these things in varying degrees uh, and and countless others that I can't think of. Yeah. Spot. Yeah. So can uh, can lend you money or help you with other resources. Uh, yeah. Can give yeah. you information. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all of these things. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's more, it seems to me that we're probably basically in agreement. But we're not going to come to a concise definition. It's more like something where we would have to elaborate a long list of possible respects, right? In which you could call someone a friend. Yeah, and... Uh, like with any other definition, uh, whether you're trying to define, you know, the word chair or something, it's going to have things at the edges that are fuzzy, of course. Right, right, right. Uh, and you're going to, whatever net you construct with a definition will miss some things that will intuitively seem like friendship and mm. perhaps catch others, which intuitively... Uh, are clearly not in the category of friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's just a normal problem with yeah. definitions. Right, right, right. A problem we basically bump up against every episode. I don't think I don't think I've ever found any X um uh that uh that I'm I'm happy to say yes, it is this and only this, um, or it is uh, kind of uh, if and only if sort of thing. But I am, I mean, beyond my my facetious uh, Googling for uh, uh, friendship quotes um, with <laughs> images of sunsets in the background, I was, um, you know, I do often think about how peculiar it is that ancient Greek philosophers wrote so much more, Roman philosophers as well, wrote so much more about friendship and that figures like Seneca and Epictetus and Marcus Aurelius were so preoccupied with kind of reflecting on the nature of the relationship. Um, and it's mm. a pretty low priority thing for philosophers today. You know, you don't get much... Um, much theoretical reflection on it. And, you know, it's it could be because the world they inhabited was perhaps more like what you described at the beginning from Pakistan, um, where... Yes, there, but, but that seems paradoxical to me, or uh, because one would think that in a culture like America, mm -hmm. uh, where family relationships yeah. have... Uh, become uh, attenuated somewhat in importance that and friendship has been raised yeah. to uh, the heights that it has been yeah. uh, as an ideal yeah you would think that it would be paid more attention right 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 that yeah that's super interesting i'd never even really thought about that but it is paradoxical because in a way it's uh the only thing we have left in our in our smashed uh, social system, and and you know, with the with the the, the destruction of uh, or not the destruction, but let's say the weakening of family units, you would think people would be thinking about it more, right? right. Um, but they aren't, or at they least they're relying on it more mm -hmm. than for their 
yeah. normal human needs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Companionship. Yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's as, as they say, under theorized. Yeah. Yeah. Before before we wrap up, what are you, what are you thinking about these days? I completely forgot to mention that uh, that you, Abbas Raza, are the editor and founder of uh, the wonderful website Three Quarks Daily, which has been around almost as long as I've known you, or for you know the majority <laughs> of time that I've known you, it's been around. I think it goes back to what two thousand four. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Um. What are you? What are you and, working and on? And you have uh, been. I've, yeah, uh, I've, I'm a, to be a writer for I'm, us for some years. I'm an old veteran of Three Quarks uh, Daily. The website, yeah. of course, is a weekly magazine which comes out on Mondays, and then uh, a kind of curated selection of articles from around the web yeah. in every intellectual subject uh, the yeah. other six days. Yeah. And so yeah, that's going well. Mm-hmm. Good new stable of Monday writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a very strong uh, uh, Monday mm-hmm. magazine these days. It has gone up and down a bit in quality over the years, but right mm-hmm. now I'm happy to say that uh, we are at a very high level uh, that I'm happy with. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, it's such a wonderful fixture on the internet for all these years um what's the what's the last thing you were reading and thinking about the last thing i was reading is a book called a thousand brains by jeff hawkins Mm -hmm. who invented the palm pilot which Mm -hmm. was the sort of precursor of the smartphone Ah. the 1990s uh, and but he his first love uh, was neuroscience, and mm-hmm. he went back and got a PhD in it. Uh, he made a fair amount of money uh, from the Palm Pilot uh, Company, mm-hmm. and he has been doing. He started a center for uh, a cognitive science, neuroscience research, and has uh, is one of the people who has very interesting things to say about mm-hmm. how the brain works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we know how uh, at a very low level how neurons work and collections of neurons form uh, subunits that a little bit more a little bit is known about what they do and Mm -hmm. then there there are large parts of the brain like we know there's an occipital lobe Mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, involved in vision and there's some sense but there isn't an overarching theory of how you get from the high level uh, functionality of the brain to the lower levels. And he comes up, I've read about two thirds of the book with some very, very interesting uh, and plausible seeming to me, I'm not an expert, Mm. but uh, ideas about how the mid-level structure Mm -hmm. that connects uh, the higher-level functionality that we do know about and the lower-level, neuron-level functionality that we also know about Mm -hmm. that might connect these two, uh, what kind of structure it would take to explain the things that we feel and see and Mm -hmm. uh, know and things like memory, memory. recognition Mm -hmm. and... uh, Mm -hmm. And all of these. Uh, so that's what I've uh, 
from the last few days when i'm thinking about something i'm always trying to tell my wife about it over a meal or something so i've been confusing my wife with bad descriptions using even worse analogies uh, <laughs> um, my uh, second hand understanding of jeff hawkins a theory of how the brain works yeah well i mean this is a whole different topic but i often sense that you know you really have no choice um neuroscience um cosmology quantum mechanics there are fields where the minute you try to talk about them in our kind of um dialogical register um you fall back on metaphors and sloppiness and and you know eventually that's you right. water it down to the point where you're not even really talking about the thing you wanted to but that's a whole different topic and yeah this is this has been really really fantastic um this was um uh, my intuition was right that this would work. Uh, uh, it was surprisingly fun for me as well. I, I, I always laugh a lot when I talk to you. Yeah, and I thought it might be a little bit more serious today, but uh, luckily for me, it was. <laughs> I think I think we we started a bit tense, like a bit like oh oh we better we better we better sound respectable, but it it disintegrated really quickly. <laughs> so um, anyhow, this has been uh, what is X. I'm your regular host, uh, Justin. E.H. Smith, and my guest has been my old friend Abbas Raza. Uh, we've been talking about friendship and what it is. This has been a podcast for The Point magazine, and I hope you will join us again very soon. See you in five to ten years, Abbas, <laughs> my irregular friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so I think that went really well. Once again, now we're we're done. Ooh.